Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. First things first, we have a Patreon and the King Kayfaber level is currently watching us record these videos and talking with us in our chat. So I want to encourage everybody to check out that Patreon. It's been really fun building out this community and that is one more level where you get access to videos early, you get access to us while we're recording. And uh, it's just one more way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe. The other great way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe is to buy our books, and you can see our bibliography highlighted here on your screen right now. Ed Piscor's Red Room, Hip Hop Family Tree, X-Men Grand Design, WYSIWYG, all out and available now with some new books coming out this year in some of those uh, book title families. Also, you can pick up Plain Jane's Street Angel and February 22nd, Hulk Grand Design. Congratulations, Jimmy. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be part of the Grand Design family of books. And uh, I just got my advanced copy this week, so first thing I got to record, Ed, is uh, send it out to the cartoonist Kayfabe faithful out there. That's right. Give them a preview of what is coming to their comic shops in case they haven't pre-ordered this book already because they're printed now. They're not making any more of these things, and the book was delayed because printing is a challenge right now. So I encourage everybody, if you want to Kayfabe affect a book, this may be it. So pre-order this one or reserve this at your local comic shop while there are still copies available Ed, I did a couple of different things with this, basically inspired by the other Grand Design books, trying to keep up with uh, what you guys had already done, you and Tom Scioli. And uh, the very first thing I did, you both had spot varnishes. I opted for a fluorescent green yeah. ink on my cover. Looks great, too. It's going to pop. You know, no doubt about it to me. If you put this on the shelf at the comic book store to all the comic shop owners out there supporting us, should stand out. Should yeah. be able to see this one from the street. And... Um, you also, one of the features in Grand Design that you established from the very get-go is reprinting some classic artwork featuring those characters. In my case, I kind of did a, uh, a mix of some different artists because one of my favorite parts of the Hulk is how different he looks from artist to artist. Right. And so some of the gallery inclusions in this collection, Jack Kirby, Todd McFarlane, Frank Miller, Neil Adams, Art Adams, Steranko, Corbin, Eric Larson, and more. So we're going to have a really nice reprint selection in here as well. And uh, I'm not going to go through this book page by page today, but I do want to highlight some of the uh, some of the parts that I'm most proud of. And one of the things in my proposal was I wanted to make the best Hulk book ever. That was my goal with Grand Design. And as I've been saying, man, put up your choice for the best Hulk book ever and uh, let's put them next to each other and see what we think. <laughs> so... You know, one of the first things that I do is I want it visual. I want a visual just onslaught of your eyeballs. And uh, you guys, you and Tom Scioli have some beautiful end pages. I had to figure out something to do on my end pages. Hulk is big, man. So you, like, you're never going to get a bigger Hulk head than that. Absolutely. And I don't know if we'll ever see a uh, Grand Design artist edition or not. Again, get that petition going. Let, let IDW know you want one. But in case that doesn't happen, these are 100% of the original art. So the original art is a little bit bigger, but it's kind of the bleeds and stuff. If you actually saw my original pages of these of the cover art, this is the size that they are at. So And it's a color scan. I see brush strokes. And, yeah, yeah, some and, blue, line uh, blue line sticking out underneath. Smart. So I figure, man, got to use every page, use every part of the book. That's and, it. Uh, if that doesn't set a tone, I don't know what, what would. I remember like our very first conversations together, like whenever we, the, on day one of hanging out on Wednesday, you know, down, down in Oakland, you're talking like, I want to do like an aphrodisiac treasury edition. And we were all in this idea of like, man, we got to get our treasury edition. Like it would be, how cool would it be to have a canvas that big, to make a comic that big, blah, blah, blah. And uh, one by one, dude, 
put our treasuries together. That's wild, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Feels like the secret, you know? We start talking about it and it's manifested itself. There, there's that proto video where we went to uh, the proto kayfabe where we went to um, New Dimension. And, and like, I'm before Hip Hop One comes out, like, I'm digging in the boxes and pulling out that Fantastic Four treasury. And I'm like, dude, I want to print my thing this size. And Tom Shuley's like, and I think you're the only guy so far who has twisted a publisher's arm yes. to print a treasury edition. We have our treasury editions <laughs> now, man. Well done, Ed. I feel like you weakened their arm with that twisting. That's it. It's really setting it up for the rest of us. You know, and we're, for we're, fandom, by the way, because who benefits from a book that looks good? And then, of course, uh, there's the Peach books, the Chad Moore joints. Yes. Like, like, there are other books to sign. And then, like, you know, DMC made his superhero comic, and it's hip-hop family tree size. Got to, man. You got to do it. It's too good not to. If that option is available, you got to do it. Um, here's a nod to your choices, Ed, yeah. is putting together covers. So one of the features that I used as a design element is I put together all the pages of all the Hulk covers that are in this book and use them as like chapter breaks. In this case, is like a title page. Also got to love like having my name that big. By the way, this is the thumbnail, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might be. But again, it's just a graphic assault. You know, like you can do a title page as one page. Why not do it as a spread? Nobody stopped me from this. Hulk is big. So like, like the bigger you go, you're just keeping with the theme and the sort of tropes of the character. Yeah. And then Jack Kirby starts it all. Yes, sir. There's a handful of cover scans along these lines. This one is, you know, approximately at actual size. Um, an anonymous uh, collector that I got the scan from, so I don't want to tip that out. I don't have a Hulk number sure. one to scan myself <laughs> and didn't get my hands on one to scan, but do appreciate uh, he knows who he is that uh, helped me out with this. But I thought it's a, it's a great way to kind of like set this up because this is essentially the biography of the Incredible Hulk. Totally. And you, and you got to like, you got to use that because like if you got the Marvel file, it's that like ugly color that we push against always, man. So like I did the same thing. Like I wanted giant size X-Men uh, in one of our videos. I, I told the story about procuring that yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and leaving it at a uh, Thai restaurant, I believe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can only say that after you don't plan on borrowing anyone else's high-end comments. Well, I didn't. Well, it wasn't me who left it. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, this is an actual scan. You know, like I've talked a lot about Chip Kid and, and yeah. uh, his influence on my work. And he would often, he would photograph a lot of uh, very close-ups of comic books in print. And I just love that aesthetic. Sometimes I try to duplicate that kind of like, you know, get that texture in there or get the dot patterns in. Um, but in this case, I had a copy of the actual ad in my collection. So you just scan that thing at like 2000 DPI and uh, you get all those little printing inaccuracies, the yeah, imperfections man. of the paper and stuff. And I don't note this, but one of the first licensed, or I don't know if they're licensed, I guess Marvel wasn't producing them themselves, but this Incredible Hulk sweatshirt is one of those early items that Marvel really starts, um, you know, selling their characters in this different in these different ways and so that ad ran through a lot of comics of that time period i feel like right here like you gotta just you should just show the back page yeah i will yeah yeah that's a good call because people yeah, how about that speaking of trying to duplicate that process so you right. can see my version of it here um but look at this is genius like yeah there's your wrap-up of the book right? yeah and and it was the one the one shirt that had screen print on the back from that run of, run of shirts, that those were some sexy fucking designs. Like like the X Men, it's a, it's the best X Men that Jack Kirby ever drew. Where it was like the yeah. little circle design, you know. Like I put that in, in the book also, but like. That's just I, such a smart choice, Jimmy. It's such an iconic image. And I did a drawing of it first. I was just going to draw it and put it in there because I thought that's a cool way to bookend coming and going. 
Um, and then whenever I found the ad, it's like the ad's so much better than, you know, as close as you might be able to get the ad so much better using the original <laughs> source material. And you can even see like from the page, the blow up of uh, what, what else was on that page. This is the best design Marvel comic ever, dude. <laughs> So, you know, we're still like, this is, oh yeah, by the way, shop owners, if this comes in plastic, man, rip that plastic off because it's designed to sell the book. You yeah. Know, let them flip through a couple of pages and see if they get sucked into this thing. Um, you know, all the cover box images I use as much as possible. You see it on the back cover, but then also in these chapter breaks because I love these cover boxes. Yeah. This was like a year run, right? Yeah. For January, yeah, every December. Issue, every issue they would put it, they would update it a little bit. How genius, right? Really a kind of a cool piece of uh, comics history there as it goes along. You did these title pages, Ed. Based on the John Compliments Romita to stuff. the fans, but not easy. No, no. I mean, it's John Romita who did did the one in that in that uh, Fantastic Four. And it just, it's like, you got to do that. You really do. Uh, and then we get, you know, awesome cover gallery. So thank you, Ed. So I was trying to figure out when I put the book together, order of things, you know, like yeah. things like you got to have the cover art, right? Peach Momoko and your cover of, of the classic uh, McFarlane update. So, tr you know, I wanted to make that kind of read, you know, as part of the reading experience. Sure. And again, something I would see in Chip Kid books where it was almost like the entire, even the editorial content was part of the narrative. And I really wanted to do that. So this is one of those happy accidents where like, you look at the color palettes, it looks like you two work together to design this spread. Right. You know, it's so perfect. It's even complimentary the way like your green's up here while her green is on Hulk and She-Hulk. I couldn't have been happier and it, it just kind of worked that way. If only I brought some purple into the mixture. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was going through this and I was thinking like, okay, whenever I sign these books, like I'm going to change this one panel. I'm going to scribble in this. This should have been a black background here. Um, but Marcos Martin, it's another one of those like super, I love the way this spread flows. Amazing. And not planned, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think the best art often incorporates these happy accidents. Yeah. So kind of cool. And then we get into our, into, you know, the story that everybody's familiar with. And again, in the, in the, uh, name of just kind of showing a little glimpse of this, whenever I got my single issues, I would go through and I don't know how well this shows up, but I would mark things like change this color a little bit, change this drop shadow, move things around. And so like one of the examples was I wanted Silver Surfer. I thought it would read better if it was up here. I didn't want it to look like it was the Hulk talking. So I would just draw directly on one of my mock-up copies and then go through and make those adjustments. So there's a ton of these kind of like, you know, what I would consider sort of small adjustments along the way, but those small adjustments, you know, this is, this is a, you get to see it in print, you get to read it. And then maybe you think, you know what, let's do off registration because he's falling out of this dimension. So let's have our colors just like peeling apart. And if you look, this is purple, right? But as it falls apart, it's like the magenta and the cyan are separating. Yeah, it's really you know? cool. So there's a little bit of purple where they overlap. But for the most part, it's like he's just physically being torn apart as he goes through dimensions. Yeah, it's real smart. And there's a lot of playing with color. So for this Rocket Raccoon panel, I thought it should pop more. We're going to blow up some of this stuff. And, you know, you were the one that was using white as a color. I was using 100%. Like, like on the last volume, I was using... Like using my old kind of color text, like tropes, but like whenever energy or something was involved, I would just use 100% like magenta computer color. Yes. And then if you would get this kind of thing to just like really, really be vibrant and pop. There's it's, so much that can be done like that in color. And, and I feel like a lot of people don't explore that fully. You want to use 100% of stuff 
the, as much as possible. So like 100% yellow, where there's no dots to make it up. It just makes it so vibrant. It's almost like your fluorescent cover. That's exactly my note is like, go full black light. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of those kinds of small corrections and things. Not a lot from uh, the editorial at this point. You know, most of their editorial grammar corrections, things like that, were done at the comic book level. Sure, yeah. But it was a matter of like, I didn't know how some of these colors were going to look when they printed yeah. some of these effects. So it would be fine tuning some of those to really get the best that I could. And then like, this is possibly my favorite page. Shouts to Blam. Totally. One of, one of the best uh, Instagram profiles one can uh, follow. Yes, very fun. And again, it's a continued story. So like they would have so many of these in the back of the comics and talk about stuff that's just kind of like lost to history. And I love this stuff. I love the hand lettering. This is the shit that like, we're going to be able to get a Todd Klein shoot interview after we show him this. <laughs> I hope so. This was another one that I think um, I was really happy to be able to add. Marvel did CD-ROMs in the early 2000s of complete comics, like, yeah. like complete runs of comics that right. included the ads and the letters pages. So um, I pulled letters. And some of them are celebrity letters, like Gary Groth. Gary Groth, Eric Reynolds, and Kim Thompson all have published letters in The Incredible Hulk. Just the, amazing. The, fan, the fan, fanographics, uh, you know, publishers and, and top of their crew. But there's tons of um, people that would go on to work. Ralph Macchio, an editor that we talked about recently in a Wizard episode. Yeah, has a nice house. <laughs> Kurt Busiak, Mary Jo Duffy. Ron Fritz Pittsburgh, I think, is Ron Friends. Interesting. Because Gary Groth is Gary Groff. Just and I asked him it's, about it's it to make sure it was him. Yeah. yeah, probably. Bud Plant. So it's kind of a who's who, but also interesting letters. Like there's stuff that came up about like coloring process where you get like Marie Severin then in your answer. So it's, I tried to just pull that kind of stuff too. It's a Hulk comic and Bret Hart writes a letter. That's right. That's right. We got a Bret Hart represent, <laughs> represented in here. Um, same deal with trying to arrange pages and how they work out. I had two covers, you know, to show for Hulk Grand Design Madness, but I wanted this to be a right-hand page. Like, okay, we're starting the next chapter in the book. And so you end up with McGinnis on this back cover. But once again, man, kind of a badass spread to lead into the actual comic. McGinnis is such a good drawer. Dude. He's very good. And I, I'm big. I love, I love those thick lines that, he, that he'll allow himself to draw. Yeah, it's really nice to see. I like seeing all these images <laughs> at, this big, at this big size. You can see, like, some of my coloring on Jeff Darrow's pencils. Uh, you know, again, reproducing his pencil art for anybody that wasn't aware of that. I'm so in love with his pencils and we almost only see his ink line. So whenever I saw this, I was like, let's do the pencils. It'll be something different for uh, Jeff Darrow fans. So again, the next chat chunk of this then, of course, is what was in the comics. And no reason to rehash all of that. Pick up the book if you haven't already. Uh, but that runs through and then we get into our back matter of the book and some of the bonus stuff again. Uh, letters from the second section. So the books that are covered in part two are what all these letters are from. Very first one, Eric Larson, who would go on to do uh, some of his own Hulk work and uh, Savage Dragon, possibly the greatest Hulk uh, comic. This is such a cool piece right here. Yeah, compiled. You had to print your circulation numbers for postal regulation for, you know, all the way up to at least 1998 is whenever I quit. So it's 30 years of number of copies of Hulk issues by average printed each month, number of Hulk comics by average sold each month. And you can see like it's a, it's a steady decline, decline, decline until we get to the Hulk TV show. Right. And then we bump back up. So it's another big, big uh, uptick. Again, in the early 90s, you see where uh, 1992, you know, the biggest numbers on this list, I believe. So you get to see the bubble reflected in this. 
yeah, and, and you know, never came up in editorial as to like maybe not wanting to uh, to show that or whatever. They didn't seem to have any problem, and it's in the comics. I'm yeah. not not pulling that out of anywhere uh, dark. <clears throat> they don't know what those numbers. Are. But it's one more way to kind of like look at these comics in my mind. Again, if I'm going to do the best Hulk book, I want to represent as much of of that Hulk not just in comics but in real life as possible a little bit about my uh background putting this together the first hulk drawing i did as part of the proposal and then notes on all of the artwork that is represented in here and um i, I tried to go deep you know like this is jim steranko from foom but it also tells this story of like all these different artists really bringing different qualities to the hulk so i won't i won't spoil everything that's in here but do pick that up and uh Here's one of the uh, the backup pieces. Eric Larson doing a What the Hulk that is not a bad of version of Grand Design. Yeah. Really really traces his history and then kind of speculates about his future. Uh, just a fun comic and, you know, getting Eric Larson in here. There's, there's a who's who of, I think, really great artists represented in this. So something to, uh, something to check out for sure. And then, you know, got to thank the, uh, the creators who made me care about the Hulk. You got to. You know, like, that that part has to be included, man. And paying homage to the Hulk drawing by John Romita that got me started, you know, kind of based on the Hulk cup that I would drink orange juice out of whenever I was six. And uh, this is this is one side of that cup, and the other side is whenever I pull this origin, that's exactly the origin that's on the back side. Oh, so I would read that thing, man, every day for a year. It's burned into your that's mind. That's exactly right. And it meant so much to me. And as we showed, you know, there goes the Hulk at the end of the book, just wrapping it up neatly. Um, some thank yous, biography, the usual stuff, representing some cartoonist kayfabe out there. And uh, by the way, here's here's an Easter egg for you. This was shot in the Heroes Aren't Hard to Find warehouse. Yeah. Um, shortly before pandemic began, uh, we were we were on tour. and Shelton. Shelton and Seth gave us a tour of their of their warehouse. I love that stuff yeah. so much. And man, talk about comics love, you know. Gotta love the heroes aren't hard to find guys from uh, from Charlotte. And then your final uh, color version of that inside. Beautiful book. Jimmy, what was it in stands? This will be out February 22nd in stores everywhere. Um, I'll probably be doing a few store appearances. The one that I've got lined up so far is local. That is Phantom of the Attic in Oakland and Pittsburgh. And that'll be um, February 22nd. So like I say, put it on your pull list, reserve it, pre-order it, whatever you got to do, because these things go out of print. It may be a while before you see another one. Yep. But many thanks to, uh, to Marvel for making a book that I wanted to make. Like I've got no complaints. You know, you get these books back and it's always a matter of, did it work? Right. Did, did everything turn out the way I wanted it to? I'm thrilled to say it did. Thanks to Jen Grunewald uh, in particular, who worked with me on the book design, the, uh, the longtime Marvel book specialist, and uh, really helped with a couple questions I had. So I'm thrilled with how it turned out, and I, I look forward to getting this in the hands of Kay Fabers and Hulk fans everywhere. Congratulations, Jimmy, man. Super proud uh, of the book. Uh, it, I think it's, it's the, the best book you've designed so far until the next book that you make. That's right. Good to go? I am. Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. And we do have a Patreon uh, that you can subscribe to, get all these videos early, completely mitigate that kayfabe effect. But Jimmy, what do you have out there, man? Hulk Grand Design, as I said, pre-order it now while you still can. Plain Janes and Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive are both in print and available. Street Angel Princess of Poverty is the next Street Angel book, and you can pre-order that one now. And join me on my Patreon at patreon.com slash jimrug to see more of my art and download some of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. Red Room Crypto Killers Issue 1 is uh, being solicited uh, at your local comic shop right now, so go to your shop, hit them up, 
let them know that you want the new Red Room comics. There's not going to be a trade paperback in 2023, so if you want to read the comics, you gotta you gotta do it that way. Uh, two other trade paperbacks of Red Room are out there right now, but every story is self-contained. I'm serializing that new Red Room content on my own Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/EdPiscor. Uh, three bucks for the archive uh, for it all, uh, less than a penny a page for uh, all that material. Got a link to you in the description below where you can get to all those destinations. Jimmy, what else do we have out there, man? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, hats, mugs, uh, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. Fantastic way to support the channel. Give them those marching orders, Jimmy. We'll be on our way. Make more comics.